So why should birth control movement be covered in more depth in history books? So before we get into that, let's talk about what birth control actually is. It is a daily pill that contains hormones that is ingested to change the way the body works and prevent pregnancy by targeting your uterus and ovaries. There are many assumptions and a negative stigma surrounding birth control, such as it only prevents pregnancy and that and that it that is its only use. Even though the purpose of birth control is to prevent pregnancy, many women choose to use it because of the certain health advantages it reaps. For example, some hormonal birth control methods may help regulate your period, reduce acne, reduce cramps, or lower endometriosis-related pains such as cramps. So in the late 1800s, when safe contraceptives were first being explored in the United States, these efforts were stopped short by the Comstock Act. This act, passed in 1873, banned the possession and distribution of all information or devices related to contraception or abortions, abortions due to their obscene nature. This act was into effect for almost a century before it was found unconstitutional in 1965. So let's get into the reasons why the birth control movement should be covered in more depth in history books. First, it led to the change in attitude surrounding women, and it led to the and it sorry, and the extent to which the government can regulate the citizens' private lives. So the medicalization of birth control led to many different organizations opening up that supported women's individual rights, the women's right freedom, and it supported women taking control over their body. So one system that opened up, which is still around today, is Planned Parenthood, and it gives women access to contraceptions. So the pill changed the lives of women and the dynamic of the United States. It meant that women who were not married could have sexual relationships without the risk of unwanted pregnancy. So this led to women beginning to marry later in their life, even those who were not on the pill, and babies started to arrive later due to the woman's choosing. They got to take control of their personal relationships with their loved ones, and they got to put into control what they want. So women made choices about other life areas, such as work, and soon began to become employed. So around World War II, women began to get more employed and took more initiative in working, basically. So women who have access to legal contraception beginning at ages 18 to 21 make 5% more per hour and 11% more per year by the time that they're 40, compared to those who don't. So the popularity of the pill still remains high, and the rates of use in the past 30 years in the United States ranging from one quarter to almost one third of using of women using the contraception. So now recently, in studies that were made 2015 to 2017, 65% of women aged 15 to 49 were currently using the contraception, which is almost 46.9 million women out of the 72.2 million women. So in 1927, the Supreme Court finally legalized all contraceptions for all individuals and the women's lives were changed forever. So after the birth control became legalized, many questions rose and people began to question the authority of the government in their personal lives. So in a case called the Griswold versus Connecticut case, the Supreme Court had a ban on all contraceptives and criminalized the encouragement or use of birth control. Many thought that the government was trying to take control of their personal relationships and their bodies by not letting them take a pill that could change their dynamic of their relationship or change basically her pregnancy. So many thought that it was 
privacy violation. So a man named Estelle Griswold, who was the executive director of the Planned Parenthood League, and Lee Buxton were arrested and found guilty of providing illegal contraception. They were fined $100 each, and they appealed and filed the case to the Supreme Court, which upheld criticism of the Connecticut court. So in this case, Griswold argued that there was a violation of the Equal Rights Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment to deny unmarried couples the right to use contraceptives when married couples had the right to. So the Supreme Court ruled by a 7-2 majority that the law violated the right to marital privacy and cannot be implemented against the married couple. So the Supreme Court held the view that the right of privacy cannot be infringed and that it is fundamental to the citizens. This case was very significant because the Supreme Court ruled that married people had the right to use the contraceptive and it paved the road for the productive privacy. So in this movement, individuals fought for equal rights and opportunities and great and freedom for women. So the birth control movement should be covered into more depth in history books because it led to the change in attitudes surrounding women and the extent to which government can regulate the citizens' lives. So women's life were changed due to the pill being legalized and the dynamic of the United States shifted. The stigma and societal standards of women changed and they're still into effect today. So more women fought, more women took place in the workforce and they became educated, had children later and even married later. The government had less say in personal relationships due to the Griswold versus Connecticut ruling, and women took control over their bodies, which led to the women's rights movement, which is still being fought today.